Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Three, three, two, two, one, and cue. Showtime. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms in these crazy coronavirus times. Once again, we are Skyping, um, but thank you so much for bearing with us these past couple of weeks. Um, We are enjoying uh, podcasting and we're enjoying seeing one another. Actually, this is the only interaction we have. I mean, we text back and forth, but it's nice to check in with you guys weekly. Uh, just to see your lovely faces. Um, you said a couple of weeks. I feel like it's been a couple of months, hasn't it been? <laughs> I think it's been like I six weeks. Only been. Okay. Yeah. So Oof. thanks for bearing with us for these past six weeks. How is that? <laughs> yeah. What feels like years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, question. Do you have like his and her loofahs in the shower? No. We no, just use like, the same old loofah. Do you guys, do you guys have separate loofahs? What? Wait, we don't uh, have a loofah. What do you Wait, have? What do you use in the shower? My like hands? bar of soap? No, like, like liquid soap? No, oh, like what a loofah like, is like, like yeah, like for your body, you like you to, rub your body with to administer the soap. Just yeah. my hands. I just rub, rub it on. Oh wow, this story has gone in a whole different direction. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> not what I was. Not thinking. even like, not even like a washcloth. No, should I? Wait, should I be? <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so listen. Uh, so okay, first of all, so it wait, matters, just to but be, okay. Wait, but just to be clear, you use the same loofah as your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We share everything. Okay. Well, then, then my my story is completely pointless at this point. Why? Well, I, I still want to hear it. Now I want to yeah. know about the loofah. Okay. Well, so we have, because we're sanitary people, um, two different loofahs, one for each person. And I was upstairs the other day and I was like folding laundry, doing something. And John was taking a shower and I look over and he picks up my loofah and I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He's like, what? It's like, why are you holding my loofah? What are you about to do? He's like, this is my loofah. I was like, what? That's not your loofah. The hot pink loofah. Like that's not your loofah. That's my loofah. Yours is the blue loofah. Mine is the hot pink one. And he's like, no, 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 no. I like, this has been on the right side. I've been using the loofah on the right side since we moved into this house. Like we moved into this house two years ago. So you're telling me for the past two years, you've been using my loofah and your loofah has just been sitting there all alone, nice and clean, (laughs) and no one has ever used it. So it turns out that we have been using the same loofah for a number of years And and it completely disgusts me. 
<laughs> well, well, maybe, so, can, has anything happened to you? The fact that you and John have been using the same loofah, are you guys both healthy? Like, has, has anyone come down with anything? I mean, we have, we both have this crazy rash all over our bodies. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe that has something to do with it. No. So, well, can you drop off the blue loofah at our house then? Because yeah. apparently it's not been used and I don't have one. So. Karen could use a loofah, which I'm still, at some point we need to circle back to this conversation and Wait. understand like how you administer your, like your soap to your like, body. Are you saying that it's not good from like a sanitary perspective to just use your hands or like just from a, like a, it's like a more enjoyable just... experience? <laughs> Like it exfoliates or something? I, I think yeah, like I all think it of the exfoliates. Above. I think it exfoliates and it cleans thoroughly. Um, again, I think that there's like residue <laughs> on them though. And so when your husband rubs it on his butt crack and then you take it and you, and the first place you use it is your neck and your face, then you just wiped a butt crack on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, like the maybe we're... Place- that last place he cleaned and the first place you clean. Okay. So maybe we're more sanitary that we're not like re- reusing so the Karen wins. Karen wins. <laughs> really it's like Brian and I who are who are, you know, we got some real issues. Basically I've been rubbing his butt crack on my <laughs> all over your face for the last six years. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay. I mean, how long All do right. these things last on plastic surfaces? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, like, now that, I mean, I don't even, I gotta, like, <laughs> now I gotta order a new loofah on Amazon, which will take six weeks at this point. So exactly. Thank you, Ingrid. Um, okay, so. <laughs> switching I mean, it's gears. not like sharing a toothbrush, you know? Okay, River there's a lot I, more involved. River and I share a toothbrush, by the way, because she what? only wants to use my toothbrush, and I'm like, fine. Okay, Fine. what is going on in your house? Fine. I don't even want to know what else is happening in your house. That is so it's gross. True. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you oh, need whatever. to get River a toothbrush, Katie. Well, get her a toothbrush. She, I, she has. She oh. has two fancy toddler toothbrushes. She won't touch them. She wants to use mine. Do you want your kid to brush her teeth or not? Fine. No. Well, get another anyway. adult one like yours and just make her think that that's I yours. I try. I try. Trust me. I try. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, um, yeah. Okay. So, so moving on beyond uh, loofahs and toothbrushes, um, we wanted to check in with uh, Jamie. I don't know if you guys remember her. A couple of months ago, we chatted with her. She did her big pregnancy announcement. Um, she's now 30 weeks pregnant. And of course, a lot of things have changed during her pregnancy. So we just wanted to, to check in and see uh, how she's doing, how she's coping. And she actually has some really great strategies. So uh, here's pregnant Jamie. Okay, and joining us now is Jamie. You might remember her last fall. She did a big reveal on the show and um, told us that she was pregnant, which um, caused pure <laughs> panda- pandemonium on the show. Lots of screaming uh, and excited, yeah. uh, excited hollers. And of course, we continue to be excited for you, Jamie. Um, but I'm guessing that your pregnancy now looks a lot different than what it did just a couple of months ago. Now, of course, that we're in this global pandemic. Right. Yeah. It's so weird to think that that was just four months ago. It seems like a different lifetime. You know, the, my worries then and my worries now are just totally, they just like pale in comparison, you know? Um, but yeah, it looks different, but it's still exciting. And we're trying to just kind of focus on, you know, the positive and the little things and celebrate those victories instead of get wrapped up in all the craziness because it's really easy to do, as you guys know. 
So Jamie, this is your first baby, um, which I think is, you know, especially difficult right now because if it were your second or your third, you've been through it and it might be a little bit easier to swallow all the added anxiety, but talk about kind of your biggest concerns right now being pregnant during COVID. I feel like, um, you know, just the unknowns, not being able to plan. I'm a huge planner. So not knowing, you know, if it's necessarily going to be safe for our family to be around after I deliver or, you know, even just the weirdness of having to wear a mask when I go and see a doctor or, and that be the only place I can go, you know, is really isolating and weird. Um, but I think, you know, my husband and I were both doing a good job of trying to just keep our home safe and happy. And I think that goes a long way, but it's still, you know, it's weird. I'm trying to, it's hard to shut obviously the news out when that's my job, but I'm trying to avoid it on social media, those threads that can just, you know, consume you. Um, and that's helped a lot. So tell us like the practical things that are, that have changed in your life. So you just said you go to the doctor now uh-huh. and you have to wear a mask. What are some other things that have changed? Well, even that has changed because now they're doing, now that I'm in the third trimester, I'm supposed to go every two weeks. And so they're doing a week, a virtual appointment, and then a week where I go in. And so it's that weird flip flop of, you know, the virtual is kind of cool because you can do it from your couch and your pajamas and, you know, relax and Simon can be a part of it. Um, but then it just feels kind of like, are you sure everything's okay? Cause you didn't get a heartbeat and you know, you didn't measure my bump is everything on track. So that's a little weird. Um, and then I don't know, I guess it would just be like not being able to like go around to Target and buy a cute baby outfit, you know, or to pick something up, go to the grocery store, you know, everything has to be online. Um, I guess the big one is, you know, we had to cancel our baby shower, which is sad. (laughs) Um, But I know, you know, again, it's like pales in comparison to what some people are going through. Um, no, but that's a big deal. I mean, like your first baby and your first, you know, your big baby shower, it's something that you've probably been thinking about and dreaming about maybe. I mean, I know you've wanted kids for a while. So how does that make you feel? It's sad. It's, I think I feel the worst that our family feels like they're missing out on so much, you know, with me and Simon, it's like, we still get this big celebration. We're still going to have a baby at the end of the day. But for, you know, his parents, especially, this is their first grandbaby. And I feel like they're missing out on so much. They feel like they're missing out on so much. Just the other day, we were talking about how uh, we're the only two people who like felt the baby move, you know, which is such a big deal and such a big bonding thing. And none of our family has been able to do it. Um, No one's actually like seen my belly in person. There's just a lot of, I think, sadness around that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's still going to be beautiful and fun and magical and he'll have a crazy story to tell. (laughs) So you're 30 weeks pregnant this week. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Due in July. Um, Mm -hmm. We should just let folks know that. Um, How has it been not having Simon at the appointments where you actually go in? I know, and of course, initially at the beginning stages of your pregnancy, I'm assuming Simon was able to go to a lot of the appointments Mm -hmm. and now he's not able to, are you guys FaceTiming or you just have to sort of regurgitate what happened at the appointment or how does all of that work? Yeah, last week was actually our first appointment that he missed. Um, 
and I know that, you know, he really wants to be a part of all of them. He's really good about, you know, having a list of questions and going in and being really involved. And so I, I felt really bad that he wasn't able to be there, but it's just, yeah, I put him on speakerphone when the doctor came in and, you know, of course the doctor was really understanding that this is a weird time. And, and we just kind of talked like we were still all together, um, you know, but we weren't. <laughs> Talk about, um, so when you deliver at the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. have they gone over that, that process? And is that something that's a concern of you actually going into the hospital for the delivery? Have you thought about doing a home birth? Talk about that. Well, that's been weird, um, mainly because everything now is virtual. So like the home, the birthing center tours online, you know, you used to be able to go into the hospital and do that. Um, all of our classes we're trying to take, our birthing classes, our breastfeeding classes, everything is totally online. Um, luckily, when I actually go in to deliver, we're still planning to do it at the hospital. Um, I'm allowed one person. So obviously that'll be Simon. So that's a big relief because, you know, back, I don't even know, it was about a month ago now <laughs> with New York, you know, they did that quick two week ban on partners being in the delivery room. So that. I think was the time so far that I've been the most, you know, just upset and crazy. Um, Just thinking that I'm going to have to do this first go around alone. So that's been a big relief. Um, Of course, it still, you know, comes with its sadness because my mom was going to be in there with us. Um, So that's something we have to adjust to. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I know a lot of people are choosing home birth now. which just seems like a whole nother set of, you know, preparing and craziness, but it's interesting. So your mom can't be in there. I'm sorry. Uh, As of right now, no. Um, And at our last doctor's appointment, he said he really doesn't think that's going to change by July. Um, And also doesn't think that partners are going to be allowed to come into any of the doctor's appointments before July, which I get, you know, as sad as it is, it's like, of course, you know, keep the baby safe, keep everybody safe as much as we can. But it is weird. Maybe by the second pregnancy, then everything will just be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, I I just applaud you that you're already talking second pregnancy when you're this far pregnant, because I got to tell you, (laughs) I think there's a lot of people who are not, you know, can't even go there. So good Mm -hmm. for you. So you must be enjoying pregnancy then if you can already go there. Yeah, it's fun. You know, he's in the fun stage now where the kicks and the movements are so big. It's like, there's a living thing inside of me where like the stomach gets punched up so high and you really feel it. It's not like the, was that a movement kind of thing? It's like, oh no, that is, that's an arm. (laughs) And the silver lining is you get to be home and wear those comfy maternity clothes all the time and not have to worry about trying to look nice or wear heels. Yeah, rocking my soft clothes for sure. Yeah, software. Oh my gosh, I would have just like paid money to mm-hmm. work from home during my entire pregnancy. Right. Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. So, Jamie, what are your coping strategies? Because, like you said, you can go down these dark roads. You can lay awake at night. The baby's keeping you awake, kicking you, and you're just sitting there probably worrying about all of these things. You know, what could you contract going to these doctor's appointments, going to the hospital, who's not going to be in the room with you? So do you have any sort of tips for folks or any coping strategies to deal with all that? Yeah, I've been trying to be 
just really self-aware and kind of check in with myself every day and figure out, you know, what it is that I need, no matter how small it is. If it's a cup of tea, if it's going outside, if it's laying in bed all day, then I figure out what it is and I do it. And then I just try and be really kind to myself about it and say, no, you're not being lazy by being in bed all day. You just need to recharge and you need to like, you know, do this for yourself. And then just kind of figure out, you know, what I need to get through the day and that whatever that is, that's okay. Smart. Man, that's a good tip for anyone, even if you're not yeah. pregnant. <laughs> I think I'm just going to lay in bed today too with you, Jamie. Yeah, in solidarity. Yeah. Day. Yeah. We're here with you, Jamie. We are also just eating, you know, <laughs> snacks in bed all day. And right, wearing right. software all day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same. It's like being yeah. pregnant, except not being pregnant, right? Pretty much. <laughs> except you're not having I mean, a baby inside. I learned, you're, exactly, no, you're actually exactly. getting bigger, but there's, it's not because of a baby. It's just right. because of yeah. all the snacking. Right. right. Our, our bellies right. are catching up to you, Jamie. Look yeah, out. Watch out. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for talking to us, Jamie. We really miss seeing your face. Of course, Jamie um, is a, the, uh, the executive morning producer at the TV station that we work at. She also um, uh, helps produce Anchor Mom. So we miss you and we love you. And we're going to, we'll check in with you, of course, uh, uh, later on as all of this progresses. And we will be sure to throw a big celebration for that baby once we can oh. finally meet him and see you. And it'll be even better than the baby shower anyway. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. So from the news desk. And now let's turn to our first article for the day. This one comes from the New York Times. It's called Prenatal Care May Look Very Different After Coronavirus. The shift from in-person visits to telehealth appointments could be here to stay. And this is something that Jamie was just talking about. She was saying that her appointments um, are kind of staggered. Some are televisits and some she has to go into the actual doctor's office and wear a mask. Um, So this article is talking about um, this woman who um, is on her second pregnancy right now. Her first pregnancy, she had 12 doctor's appointments. And now on her second pregnancy, she's only going to have about seven visits. Um, which is interesting because she's 35 years old and you guys know that's when you're considered geriatric. So you would typically see the doctor more, but she's going to be seeing the doctor less. Karen gave me a look like I just called her old. (laughs) Well, you guys know about those geriatric pregnancies. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about geriatric pregnancies. Well, I do. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. So, um, you know, her doctor calls this DIY pregnancy. Yeah. Which I thought was a funny way. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a funny way to describe it. And also like a very scary way. But, you know, it's interesting because in this article, they talk about the standard care in America is 12 appointments. But in most other countries, it's only eight visits. So that's their standard. And it looks like that's kind of where we're going now. It's funny how this virus kind of shifts everything and may, you know, shift things for the better for a lot of folks. Um, Personally, I felt like a lot of my appointments were kind of pointless. I don't know if you guys felt that, but I would go in there. It would take forever. You know, I have to, you know, get off work or leave work early sometimes, go there, sit, wait have my questions, wait for the doctor. It's like a five minute chit chat. They take your blood pressure, you pee in a cup, that's it. 
and you've, you know, it's been an hour or two of your entire day and I didn't really have any issues specifically with my second baby. Now the first I had a, I had a lot more to talk to the doctor about. I didn't know what was going on. I was nervous. By the time you have the second baby and Karen, I'm sure you can, uh, you know, attest to this by the third baby, you're like, okay, I got it. Like if something's wrong, I'll let you know type thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I thought this was a really interesting article. Um, you know, Ingrid mentioned that most other countries have less. It also says that the American practice, our, our practice now of 11 to 14 prenatal <laughs> visits, that guideline's from 1930. Mm-hmm. 1930. It is yeah, 2020. So, you know, I think, I think that you're right, Ingrid. I think that there's some things we can learn from this. And, and I totally agree, especially with your first pregnancy. You've got a lot of questions. You don't know what's going on. You just want that reassurance that the baby's okay. Um, I kind of wonder if we could go to a, to a system where, you know, if you want to go in great, but you can have that option to have a telehealth, you know, a telehealth, uh, appointment instead, like you said, Ingrid, you know, it's so much quicker if you, if you don't have any concerns, if you think everything's fine, if you don't have any high, high risk factors. And of course we've all been lucky. We've had very easy pregnancies. So this looks a lot different if, if there's anything wrong with you or the baby, but I think that that would be great if we could have that option. It's also, you know, like you said, it's taking a lot of time out of your day going back and forth. It's costing you more money um, in the end as well with all these visits. So maybe, maybe there's a way that we could have it where if you need to go see the doctor in person, you can, but there's also that option to just do it virtually if you feel like everything's fine. The, the only thing about this is, is you just, I think a lot of folks assume that everybody has access to computers and phones and mm-hmm. internet. And I think a lot of people or a significant amount of people, depending on where you live, do not. I've seen, and I've read some articles where even where we're doing, you know, school from home right now, uh, while this, you know, outbreak is happening, that a lot of kids are missing out because a lot of the schoolwork is supposed to be done on a computer. And a lot of folks either don't have a computer or don't have internet access. So I just kind of wonder like what the disparity is going to be between like, is this going to make the class system even more significant um, if everybody's going to telehealth, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of the things that I've read is it's not just for pregnancies, like look, the future of your healthcare could be totally different because I think a lot of people realize that logging in and talking to your doctor over your phone, over your iPad works. And so what does that mean for the future of healthcare in general? I don't know. And maybe it's nice. Like when you have a sick kid, you know how you hate taking your kid into the doctor's office um, because, you know, you got to sit in a waiting room with other sick kids. Maybe that's great for some things and for some people, but for other people, I think this could really, I don't know, have like, have an impact on healthy pregnancies, healthy kids. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know? We take for granted that we have that internet access and a yeah. lot of people don't have that. So you're absolutely yeah. right. That's a big, that's a big concern. You know, the other thing is, is I actually, and of course, you know, I've only had one kid at this point. Uh, I liked going into the doctor and having some sort of checkup. Of course, the further along you get in your pregnancy, the, the more you go in. And of course, like towards those later weeks, I liked going in. They would tell you how far you were effaced and, you know, what they thought. And I, I just liked having those you know, I can't remember if it was a weekly checkup at this point. River, of course, I don't know if you guys remember this. She, she was small and they were measuring my stomach Mm -hmm. every week. And we actually did more ultrasounds than what a normal pregnancy would. And I liked having those, like being able to have a discussion, you know, the doctor would take and measure my baby again, additional ultrasounds. So I don't know. It just seems like if I were doing if we were doing telehealth, I don't know that that would have happened. Would we have known that River was measuring small? It ended up not Mm -hmm. being 
not being something, it ended up not impacting my pregnancy ultimately, but there were some conversations about, did we need to deliver her early because she was not growing like she was supposed to kind of thing. So I don't know. I just, I feel like it might be a tricky thing. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You no, definitely I miss some things. Yeah. I remember since Ingrid brought up the geriatric pregnancy, mm. um, uh, because I was over 35 when I had Bennett, um, you do at the end, I think, I want to say it's the last eight weeks you have to go every week. And yeah, like Ingrid talked about, I just remember being so frustrated, you know, like this is my third kid. I know what's going on. It was such a rigmarole to get to the doctor physically every week. It, I was so frustrated by it. Um, well, especially when you have other kids too. Like right. you got if in you're a full time job. And, right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But to your point, Katie, I do think you know, especially for the first kid, and especially if there's anything wrong. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you were doing these telehealth visits and then something no. got missed, and how terrible that would be? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a tricky. It's a tricky one. And I feel like something that's going to be continued to evolve as we see this virus evolve, but just medicine in general, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully the kinks will get worked out and maybe there's a happy medium. Yeah. And well, real quick, was... one other thing that this article mentions is be very careful that, you know, you might be seeing your doctor over the internet, but the internet is not your doctor. So <laughs> if you have any questions, you just need to go to your doctor. And we've talked about this before, you know, you can go on the internet and, you know, diagnose yourself with the worst disorder, but you know, once you talk to your doctor that can alleviate your anxiety, or maybe you do need to go in. So again, just make Mm -hmm. sure you're talking to your doctor, not looking up things on the internet. Don't Google it. Right. Don't Google it. it. Mom's the word. So I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, This is not as much parenting related as it is COVID related, Um, but there is an app that's that's being used right now, which I think is really cool. And I just wanted to share it with everybody in case you hadn't heard of it yet. It's called VidHug and it's really easy to use. um, And it's kind of a really great way to share uh, little snippets, little videos, if if you are missing one of those big milestones. So my cousin turned 21, and uh, his, his sister decided to send one out to all of the family, all of the relatives. And so it's super easy to use. You click on the link, and you upload a short little clip. I think it's five to 60 seconds of you saying happy birthday, your family, whatever crazy thing you want to do. And then the app puts them all together on a timeline and like makes it a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. And then she sent it out to him. And so it was an easy way for us all to kind of give a quick little happy birthday message, um, which I thought was really neat and it's free and it's very easy to use. And so if you have anyone in your family, any big event that's going on that you need to kind of uh, send a video hello to since we can't see each other in person these days, vid hug, I think is really cool. Oh, that's a good idea. And you don't have to edit anything. No, you don't have to edit anything. It does it all for you. It puts a little happy birthday so-and-so on it. Um, And I'm sure there's ways to do it for other occasions as well. But um, yeah, it like puts little transitions, you know, fades in and out of each video and compiles it for you. Yeah, it was really neat. Testing, testing, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And other news. So moving on to the last article of the day, which is kind of tied to the mums the yeah. word. Um, it's titled Grief Over Canceled Milestones is Real. Here's how to cope. 
So it talks about, as we know, you know, people are canceling weddings, um, <clears throat> birthday celebrations, trips, vacations, family reunions, all those things. Baby, uh, baby showers. Baby showers, yes, uh, during these times. So uh, how do you deal with that? Um, it gave some really good tips. There was five main points. The first one was grieve without guilt, which as a person who um, feels a lot of guilt in my life, uh, I thought this was a, a good tip that, you know, it's okay to stop and say, yeah, that really stinks that we're not getting to celebrate so-and-so's birthday together. And it's okay to feel bad about it. You know, uh, I think a lot of our inclination is to say, it could be much worse. Like, so what, we're not celebrating this birthday. Like, at least we're all healthy and everything's okay. But no, like, don't compare yourself to others. Just take a moment to grieve without the guilt. Um, celebrate twice, which I think is what a lot of people are doing, especially for weddings. You know, maybe you get married and then have a big party once COVID's over. Uh, get the practical stuff done. So just kind of focus on the, the logistics and the to-do list of, okay, I got to cancel this, this, and this if you, if you were planning something big. Talk about your feelings. Um, you know, get it out there that, yeah, this is upsetting me. This is really you know, something that I'm not looking forward to having to, to cancel. And then also practice acceptance. Um, and I liked this quote, uh, don't forget to remember the essence and the spirit of the day, no matter how you're celebrating. So those were the tips. Have you guys had a lot of anything major canceled? I mean, obviously our kids aren't graduating this year. We're not planning weddings. Um, but has there been anything specific that you've been super bummed about? Just vacations and trips. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we were supposed to go. Supposedly, my husband planned a surprise trip to Charleston for my birthday, which, mm. of course, we canceled because my birthday's in, like, a week. Um, and then um, my son's birthday, my husband's birthday, and then my birthday. Lots of birthdays. Yeah, yeah. same as Ingrid. We have three birthdays coming up next month. I know Katie, you've got birthdays coming up too. Um, but you know, I don't know it, at, at our age, our birthday is really that big of a deal anyway. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I am, um, you know, over Memorial day, my family rented a cabin, um, in Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from. Um, so my, my family up there who I rarely get to see just because from a logistic standpoint, it's really, it's just really difficult. We had been planning it for months. Um, and we were really excited about it. We had been like looking at the cabin on VRBO and we just had to cancel it last week. And I just, Aww. I'm super bummed about it. I mean, obviously I'm sad to miss vacation, but I'm just sad because, and I'm sure everybody across the nation is feeling this way. Like, I don't know when I'm going to see my sister was flying mm -hmm. in from San Diego. Um, my family from, you know, from Western Pennsylvania was, were driving, we were going to drive up and I'm just sad because I don't know when I'm going to see those people again. Mm -hmm. But then it is funny, you read this article and you're like, yeah, like, I don't want to feel guilty about this because everybody is feel, you know, has something that they're disappointed <clears throat> in and something that they're missing. So it's nice to have an article that says, go ahead and feel bad about it. Feel disappointed Take a minute. about it. Take yeah. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so. if you're, if you're a longtime listener of Anchor Moms, you know that um, Ingrid and Katie and I have different opinions on birthday parties. Yes. Um, but it's funny because I was finally going to cave and give my kids a birthday party this year. And now <laughs> it's like, you know, it just Dang wasn't it, Corona. Corona. I feel like <clears throat> you're like, well, the coronavirus canceled it. I'm so disappointed. I mean, really, right? it helped you out. Yeah, it helped you out. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how disappointed you are. <laughs> well, I do feel better for them because now they're going to be like, what, six and six and five before they ever get their, their first birthday. Yeah. Party, but. 
Yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. Um, yeah. You know what's really, really helps me is finding someone else who's going through the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know anyone else, maybe who had to cancel their wedding, like none of your friends, I would recommend tr- going on the internet and trying to find mm-hmm. someone and start sending messages to them because I don't know, it makes me feel better to know that other people are going through the same thing as me. You know, I mean, that's why we started this podcast, right? Is the three of us, mm-hmm. we're all pregnant together. We're all going through these horrible pregnancy pains and, oh. and you know, anxieties. So <laughs> you know, it made us feel better to talk to one another. Yeah. Um, so that's, Very true. you know, if people can find someone else who's going through the same thing might help them cope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully all of these things will get back on the books and uh, yeah. we'll be able to celebrate as this article mentions twice. I mean, who doesn't want to celebrate their birthday twice? I do. <laughs> win of the week. Okay. So listen, I had to dig deep, deep. for a win <clears throat> guys. <clears throat> and this is not going to seem like a win based on what I have told you. Um, but I think <laughs> in my head, I have spinned it as a win. We started potty training yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, it did. It's, it's not going well. Not, not going, going well. well. Here's here's the win so factor wait. of this. Hold on, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Karen has my win. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought that was it. Go. Okay, go 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 go. go, go, go. go. Yeah, go. No, no, no. You I go, want you to you tell, tell me. <laughs> okay, so it um it did not go well. I don't. I you know I'm not. I'm trying not to be too hard on myself and too hard on River. But um I I I thought for some reason I thought we were gonna get this and we did not get it. I went to bed super disappointed last night and sort of I'll be honest, wondering whether or not I should just cancel the whole thing. Should I just can't cancel potty training? Like it's just not no. working. But I woke up this morning and Brian was out there and I was laying down my sheets and all my coverings. And I was like, we are going to like, we're going to do this. We're going to get back on the horse. And he was like, yeah, we are. We got this. Like, we're going to do this. So my win is just that we are persevering. We're doing it. We're going to continue on and I will keep you posted, but I'm feeling positive And I'm proud of us that even though we had maybe the worst day of the coronavirus pandemic, what happened just yesterday for us in this house. Um, but we are going to, and that's saying a lot because you've had a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We are going to continue on this potty training journey and I don't know if it's going to work and I don't know if I'm going to quit tomorrow, but I'm going to stick with it today. And that's my win. Good job. I love it. Well, and what I was going to say was it's a win to do it now when we're all stuck at home anyway. It really so is, I think, really I, smart. I appreciate what you're saying, and I got to thinking about it yesterday, and I think this is why it's so difficult. We're doing this thing where, you know, you just have to basically spend, <clears throat> you have to watch your kid 24-7 while they're naked and just wait for them to go to the bathroom. And you know what the problem is, is I think it would be really fun to spend some time with River one-on-one with, like that in such close proximity if I weren't, haven't been doing it for the last, like, 40 days. Does that make sense? Like, it's just, it kind of takes some of the newness and the funness out of it because literally we've been spending every waking moment together. And so this isn't any different. In fact, it's just more difficult because now I can't turn my back on her for even a second. So Mm. she, she, we had, I mean, I don't, we spent a lot of time cleaning yesterday. Did she poop on anything? No. Not oh, yet. That's a win. That's a well, win. Well, that's I mean, I, I don't want to go into too many details, but that's one of the things I'm worried about is like, we haven't had a poop yet. So. Oh, she's constipated. They, uh, mm, I um, had a similar issue with one of my kids and it's like, I think they can go like five days 
without pooping. <sighs> oh, yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. Not in my house. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. I remember calling the doctor, and they were like, oh, no, unless she goes, like, five or six days, then then give us a call. I was like, oh, okay. Great. But yeah. Just, Great. Just FYI. So mm-hmm. I hope when I talk to you guys next week, I have a very positive update, but I'll just be honest with you. We're taking it one day at a time. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll save the win of the week spot for you next week, just in hopes <laughs> that you can say, my kid is potty trained. That's a dicey proposition, but I hope so. We'll see. Shooting for the stars here, Katie. Shooting for the stars. Yeah. All right, All right. guys. I'm going to go buy a loofah. You guys have a good week. Great. Good luck with that. <laughs> all right hey Bye, and we, we appreciate oh. everyone listening but we really would like some reviews on this podcast um it means a lot it means you know you're actually listening and you care about our content so that would be awesome if you could leave a review <laughs> you have like a great week guys that was a lot of pressure Ingrid. That you actually care about our yeah content. listen if you are listening to this i expect a review <laughs> from a you get on it right all right now. All right, bye, guys. All right, bye. See ya. Is that good? Yes. Wait. I'm so thrown off by the loofahs. Oh, my God. Back to the loofahs? I mean, I, will, I don't understand we'll talk why more you don't about use, it tomorrow. I don't understand why you don't, like, put use anything in the shower. I mean, I guess we're just minimalists. Guys, I just cut my hair. Did you know that? Myself. I can't. It's I feel so like long. I trimmed it and my bangs. What about what about my hair? Do you think? It's Did you long? cut it? No, I just wanted you to tell me that it was getting long. Oh, it's oh. getting long. Thanks for listening.